This is Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, episode 212 for the week of March 14th, 2010. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Dyes and Chewy X, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. Dyes and Chewy X. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. Mary, what are you doing? Slamming what? your forehead no, against the microphone? I was not. I was just using it as a nose scratcher. Thank you very much. It's going to be like you're totally bored already. We're oh, just doing the I'm, intro. I'm just scratching it. It's going to make all sorts of noise over here. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay. Uh, hi. Let's start with you. Introductions. A lady over to the right. Not just a lady. Something else? Wow. A fangirl. No. Uh, and your wife, <laughs> too. <laughs> That's how it works? Yes. I'm Mary. Nice to see you. Good to be here. We're uh, going to talk with you about something in just a couple minutes. Okay. But I got to go over to Julian, our man on yes. the street in Japan, or should I say our man in his pajamas laying on his bed. That's correct. Wow. Life you have over there is just amazing. Sun shining through your window, mustache rocking the camera. Well, actually, it's overcast outside, and I think it might rain later today, but I don't know. It's not bad out here. I love this. I have a view into Japan live. Live yes. video feed into your brain. Uh, I was hearing that you had some weird dreams about trains. Uh, Mary and Julian just beat Spirit Tracks last night. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, do you recommend? Yeah. Yes, it was fun. Because I'm just about done replaying Twilight Princess, and I need a new Zelda fix. It's a lot of fun, and it's an actual sequel to Wind Waker and Phantom Hourglass. So, all right. So that's Mary over there. That's Julian off in Japan. That leaves me. My name is Mike. Vigito EX. I'm conducting a lovely podcast for you. We're breaking off into different sections here and there. The topic is its own thing. The news is its own thing. The three of us are going to do everything else. Let me tell you what's on deck for this episode. Our uh, core topic for the week is uh, I'm actually going to be speaking with a college student named Amber who started, get this, the Dragon Ball Z Appreciation Club at her local school. You're going to learn all about that. You know, I almost did something like that in high school back when I formed, me and a friend formed uh, our high school's anime club, but it was just really a front to force people to watch Dragon Ball Z movies. And how did <laughs> that go? They liked it. Yeah. Because it wasn't huge in this country back then in like 98 or so. So we forced them to watch fan subs of the movies and people liked it. Well, uh, I mean, you haven't heard the interview, but you are going to hear a little bit in there about a traditional anime club and what they do or do not watch for Dragon Ball and why this was necessary. Ah. Maybe that gives it away a little bit. I thought it was really interesting, and you're going to hear all about the uh, the college super self-described fangirl DVC Appreciation Club. Uh, it's absolutely great to get that kind of perspective on things. Uh, in a little bit, you're going to hear me talking with our buddy Heath Hujio from Constantine all about the news from this past week. Really, all the news broke in uh, the last two days. A little bit of Kai on American television with Nicktoons, a little bit of Japanese books going on. You're going to hear all about that. But before we get to the news, Julian, I'm going to ask you, did you happen to check out last week's episode of Dragon Ball Kai? I did not, but I bet you my fiancé did. <laughs> get her on the show! Uh, well, here's the deal. Mary, you and I decided to watch an episode of Kai for the first time in 30 episodes it doesn't feel like it's been 30 episodes it can't it cannot have been 30 episodes you didn't even watch episode 17 i only watched it because over the star was played during that episode and i said oh crap i better you know learn what or how this insert song was used last episode you saw was 16 it was 30 weeks ago 
Yes. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Jeez. So we decided to check this out because, oh, it's one of the first big events in the series. Obviously, Goku's Super Saiyan transformation. We've talked before how we feel about Kai. With it being such a long time since we last checked it out, we want to give it a view and see what we thought about it. I've already put up some thoughts on our forum. We have a thread for every single episode of Kai every week. People uh, chime in with their thoughts. I put up a couple uh, comparison screenshots and even an audio comparison of Yusei Nakao as Frieza. Mary, I want to get your thoughts. We watched an episode of Kai. How was yeah, it? Yeah, I was not a fan. In fact, I think it's it's gotten worse and sloppier, probably because it's such a rush job. But the drawings look so poorly traced that it was taking me out of the moment. I was too busy focusing on the bad drawings that I was not even paying attention to what was going on. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, hey, look, it's going from original artwork and it's switching over to poorly retraced drawings. Wow, that's really lazy and sloppy. And before I knew it, the episode was over and I didn't even really realize <laughs> Goku went super Saiyan because I was like, oh, God, the art. Ew. You were just totally out of the moment with this episode. Ah, uh, yeah. It threw me off so much, and I can see why I stopped watching it, which is a shame. I want to like it. I don't like not liking Dragon Ball stuff. It's exactly what I said in the forum. Like, it kills me to say that this is awful and I don't want to watch it. Yeah. It, it, it hurts, hurts my soul. Because I want to watch a speedy version of the show, but the artistic integrity is just not there. I do want to play a little sound clip for you. It's the same one I threw up on the forum of a uh, bit of Frieza dialogue. It's something I have played on the show before, at least the original Z performance. It's this clip of Frieza. It's right after he shows back up again. Nakao's performance where he just loses it and screeches at the end of it versus the performance in Kai. Let me play this for you. Half-assed. I feel like the Kai one was all right. That shriek just sells it. Like I can picture the guy in the studio just losing it and it <laughs> sends shivers down my spine thinking of a voice actor getting so into it. Oh, I know. I mean, that's why he is so believable to me. That delivery is, I point to that all the time. That delivery is, that's Frieza to me. Julian, I mean, you kind of heard it coming through our microphones, but do you have any thoughts on that? Right. So I like the original version better. I'm glad Julian's on, on three for three. On track with three this on one. three. Uh, three voting yes on yes. Yes. I don't really have any other thoughts. I was so disappointed, and it's killing me to not be interested in a new Dragon Ball thing going on. You know? I know. Let's move away from that. Uh, right now, we are going to, I guess we'll take it on over to the news. And we will rejoin again with us, the Core 3, in a little bit. <laughs> Joining me to talk about the news for the week. Originally, I thought we were just going to be talking about some books coming out in Japan. But now we got a couple other things. Makes sense to just get it all out in the air. Our buddy Heath Hujio from Constantai. Hello, sir. Hello, sir. I was seeing you for a little bit, but you decided that since you don't have Fios, you can't be awesome and do video chat with me. I can't. I had to skip out. It was giving me motion sickness. <laughs> Your own video was. Mm-hmm. Fine, fine. 
Uh, let's talk about Dragon Ball. There's some news going on this week. I think you may have heard of some of it. I might have. I might have reported some of it. I'm not sure. <laughs> That's actually why I wanted to talk to you, because as I noted when we were talking earlier, you're refreshing Shueisha's site uh, faster <laughs> than I can. I do what I can. I, I found the one the other day, and then I just happened to go back, and I was like, you know, I didn't even look at April. I should look at April. <laughs> Boom, there it was. That's exactly what you need to do. I'm all distracted by stuff over here in the U.S., where I should be more excited about Japan stuff. Like baby showers. Oh, yeah, that too. Hanging out, doing baby showers at work. Uh, let's talk about the North American stuff first, because like I just kind of said, I mean, it's interesting. It's going on. As big as it is to some people, it's not as exciting to me as like a $6 Japanese book is. And that's really weird. I totally weird. agree. And it, it's kind of sad. <laughs> I know. The first thing I want to mention is actually not what everyone is thinking about. Our buddy Inagata Dabida, uh, over in our forum, he totally caught something over on Twitter that I think fell through the cracks for everyone. It's a Twitter post from Viz's main account, Viz underscore media. And it just says, just get off a conference call with at Funimation. Exciting things are afoot. Now, when you throw Viz and Funimation in the same sentence together, it really only brings one of two properties to mind. Of course, we're on the Dragon Ball show. We're talking about Dragon Ball, but it could be One Piece related as well. So Heath, let me ask you, what do you think is going on with this? I really don't know. It could be a lot of things. Dragon Ball related, it actually could be the jump special. Right. Explain to me why that is, because we think of animation and we think immediately of Toei exclusively. Right. And and that's one thing that some people have brought up, but uh, one thing I've always noted about it is that Shueisha is actually the company that created the jump special. Toei Animation animated it, but the only copyright holders on the product itself are Shueisha and Bird Studio. Okay. So from the American side of things, things, really the only company that does anything with Shueisha is Viz and not Funimation. Okay, then. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, there are some other bits of speculation. Maybe this could be a continuation of the Daizenshu. What do you think about that? That is another possibility that jumped my mind. That's uh, what I was kind of also getting at is some of the guidebooks even because there are some that both companies would have to sign off on because there are animation stills that are used or, you know, Viz needs the rights to kind of go through Funimation to use those. And at the same time, I think they both need to be on board with this thing. But then you also run into problems of, oh, what are they going to do with different naming schemes and mm, stuff like that? Right. But I think that's a whole different topic. Right. You know, Viz actually put out something for Kenshin. Uh, I don't actually own the American release of that. I think I have the original Japanese book of that. But I'd want to go and check that out, see who is listed in there. Did they have to get in touch with Media Blasters to release that? Do you have any idea? Well, um, I don't know about that at all. But I do know from owning the Daisenshu, from all the ones like Daisenshu 3 and 5 and 10, anything mm -hmm. that's animation-related, they do credit... Toei Animation and Shueisha in the back. Okay, so even over there in Japan, they are talking between companies. Yes, but anything that Shueisha released uh, that was just manga-specific, Toei Animation was usually never, ever credited. Gotcha. So that could be a very good be possibility. stuff like 
Daisenshu 4, which is... Right, or, like 2 or, two? or 4 right. or 1. Uh, it very well could be something non-Dragon Ball related, though. We do need to keep that thought Darn. out there. I know, it's sad, but there are other stuff we like that both companies are involved in, like One Piece. Do you have any idea what it might be if it was something One Piece related? Um, uh, There's a log book that came out. It's basically an illustration type book uh, that follows the anime. Uh, there are a bunch of other books that have come out like that for One Piece. One Piece has had a pretty steady stream of stuff from Chuesha right. as far as animation and illustrations. So it, we could be going up that alley too. Who knows? This tweet was actually packed from February 5th. So it's over a month old now. We don't really have any idea what's come of it. But if you had to make a prediction, what do you think it might be? I would have to say either One Piece illustration book or one of the Daisenshu. Really? You think you're uh, going to see a Daisenshu in the future? Um, I'm leaning more towards One Piece. But if it is Dragon Ball related, I think it would be a Daisenshu. I don't think Shueisha is really going to give up the jump special that easily to anybody. Yeah, that doesn't seem like the kind of thing that gets just regularly licensed to foreign countries. Just to begin with, within Japan, it was so hard to get a hold of. Right, that's true. I mean, they're always afraid of reverse importation over there, and to have something that was a special limited giveaway kind of come out over here is, oh, it's so easy to get the single disc. I don't know yeah. about that. I mean, I, I just don't see them making it such a hassle in Japan just to get a copy, and then all of a sudden, in all these other countries now, you can just buy it willy-nilly, right. no problem. And just, I don't think it's going to work. But. All right, you heard it here on the show from Hujio, Daisenju confirmed coming from Viz, right? Yes, once Mike puts words in my mouth. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about the other big North American news from actually just today, it seems. There was, uh, what is this, the Upfront presentation going on? This is one of those conferences where people talk about what's coming up and pitching shows and talking about and i think there's they talk even, about themselves yeah they talk about themselves i think they're even hinting at some test groups with kids and sort of things it's, it's one of those weird conferences that we don't really get to go to or even usually care about because it doesn't have a whole lot to do with our scene but this one actually did and the announcement is and this is a weird way for the announcement to come out i mean there was a press kit and all that kind of stuff later but Dragon Ball Kai, or as it's called by Funimation, Dragon Ball Z Kai, let's split this up. It's been licensed, I suppose you could say sublicensed, to Nickelodeon. Now, you think of Nickelodeon as the regular old Nickelodeon TV channel. Well, that's not really what's going on. If you read through the press release, Kai is all the way down at the bottom with some other stuff and specifically attributed to Nicktoons, which is a special digital cable satellite channel. It's also a website that they have. It's one of their little portals. And as you noted, uh, we were talking on Twitter earlier today, they have lots of clips, but they also do have some full episodes. And we're going to talk about streaming in a little bit. But the big story seems to be Dragon Ball Kai is going to be airing in English on Nicktoons. Wow. Weird, huh? You Very weird. Um <laughs> I don't really think, I didn't put much thought into it when it was first announced that they had Kai, but now that I really think about it, it's really weird to see a Dragon Ball related product be on a channel that is not Cartoon Network. Nah, hold up, because... It's, it's, but it's just weird, because that's what most people know, the majority of the people in the US, it was on Cartoon Network. Right. 
it'll be different. <laughs> it'll be very different. <laughs> there was a time before Cartoon Network, but I, I think we're all happy to admit that it was really Cartoon Network that brought the series to the the massive mainstream success that it really attained. Uh, going over to Nick, I mean, I haven't had cable in a while. I don't watch regular TV. I know that Cartoon Network was moving in a totally different direction. They dropped the Toonami time slot. Even Adult Swim is drastically different than it used to be. Although, then you have things like they're broadcasting Bebop again, apparently. Uh, so maybe they yeah, kind of want to reclaim things. They're like, oh, God, what do we still have? I don't know. I don't think they know what they want to do. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it that's just the time of the market right now is, right, well, what right. do we do? What do people want? Because they want to stay afloat. Right, right. So Dragon Ball going over to a Nickelodeon channel. The thing is, it's not just a regular channel that everyone has access to. It's a very specialized, it's Nicktoons, it's not Nickelodeon. Do you think that's going to prevent a a resurgence of that mainstream audience that it had? I mean, Cartoon Network, it wasn't the biggest channel on cable, but it was regular enough that if you had cable, you had it. Right, because it was just a basic cable station. I mean, here, I think it's channel 51. So, I mean, it falls within the basic cable, which is usually 1 through 70, mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. But uh, Nick Toons, Nick Jr., all, all that sort of stuff is all on the digital tier. You have to have digital cable or satellite or something to even get it. Well, we did have the push over to digital transmissions and a lot of cable companies were not lying about what you needed to do, but they're trying to push it over to the HDTVs and push to HD service, trying to push a lot of their customers to their higher tier things. So maybe there is a larger installed base for Nicktoons than there would have been several years ago, but I I just think... But then you have to ask What's what's the age group mm. that goes and watches, you know, Nicktoons? Well, here's the thing. We don't know what time of day it's going to air or even what day during the week. You'll hear so many people you listen to other podcasts. Daryl's always talking about this on Anime World Order. We've talked about this. Dragon Ball did well because it was after school, Monday through Friday on Cartoon Network. Exactly. I remember coming home from high school and watching it. <laughs> I, I know. High school and college. I'm like, oh, Dragon Ball's on. What's it matter? Age is irrelevant when it comes to these things. So we we really don't know anything other than they have it. It's coming in May. It's going to be airing in English. We don't know what kind of censoring there's going to be, but then you come to the perspective of, well, Kai is sort of already censored from what it's based on. But there are things like little bits of language here and there, and there is still some violence. It's not like the show is completely clean and devoid of all that stuff. Well, and they did leave in Frieza completely piercing through Krillin. Right. So. <laughs> that stuff does still exist. Exactly. I think it, it will be interesting, though, because you mentioned they have the online digital portal that they use, and they have full episodes. So could we also assume that it wouldn't be too much of a stretch to think that they'd put up full episodes for people to watch that don't have digital cable? I I do have a couple special emails out that I'm waiting to hear back on. I I do think, I I am hearing hints that there's going to be some kind of streaming with this show. I don't know where, but because Nick has moved to that kind of an area. They also do a lot of on-demand stuff. I mean, Nickelodeon, for all intents and purposes, is somewhat forward-thinking with with these kind of things. But Funimation has all of their own initiatives as well. I mean, they have their own website. They have a YouTube channel with 
a ridiculous amount of subscribers. They have the Funimation channel as well. And it's interesting that there's no talk about this being on the Funimation channel. That's only just now occurring to me. Exactly. I mean, that's that's one thing I think we sort of speculated when they first announced this, that, oh, Funimation could easily do this on their own. Right. But at the same time, it is kind of odd that they're going with Nickelodeon. Maybe Nickelodeon says, hey, we want a piece of this Dragon Ball action. I mean, we oh, don't God, really you, know. You look at what happened with Cartoon Network, and I I feel like, how do you turn that down? You write him a decent check and you get it. But then at the same time, you think, well, Funimation, they simulcasting One Piece and they're posting their One Piece episodes online. And so it it just seems kind of odd that they would move it away. But at the same time, Dragon Ball Z is such a cash crop in the U.S. that I'm sure they're paying a hefty chunk of change for this. Now, has FMA Brotherhood, that's started airing already on TV, right? Yes, I believe so. So we do have some, I guess you'd call them simulcasts, with their subbed airings online, in addition to sort of concurrently, I mean, not the same episode, like they're much further in the substreams than they are with whatever the dub is airing, but that is happening at the same time. So they do have precedent for that, and they have all their One Piece stuff going on. It is a possibility that this can be airing on TV, dubbed, and there will be something online, whether it's dubbed or subbed. With Dragon Ball, they push their dub as much as they can. Even with the Dragon Box, I mean, it's marketed with, with dub right. stuff. I, I I don't think we're going to see subtitled streams from Funimation anytime soon anyway. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts on that? I have to agree with you. I really don't think we'll see anything subbed online officially. I think the the only way that you're going to get Dragon Ball Z Kai subbed is to get the DVDs and Blu-rays. Right. There's going to be a, a huge push with this stuff in May. I mean, with the home release alone, we have DVD and Blu-ray, and now we have a, a TV airing. It's plus Dragon Box releases. I mean, it's a... Uh, it's going to be a big year for Funimation in this franchise, I think. Yeah. And I, I did have one piece to add. It just occurred to me, but I remember reading um, Yu-Gi-Oh's Black Magician. Uh-huh. Or Yugi's Black Yugi. Magician. Jacob. He, uh, yeah, he posted on his Twitter that SakuraCon, they'll actually be premiering three, the first three Dragon Ball Z Kai episodes. Oh, no kidding. Which I- it's, what, in April? Yeah, that's coming up relatively so, soon. So that'll actually be before it premieres. I know some of the Team Four Star guys, at least one of them, is going to be going to the panel. I think I know a couple people are going to the con. I think I know a couple other people that will be going to. So I'm sure we will have thoughts, like, immediately after the showing. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. If someone's not streaming it live from the panel. Oh, <laughs> that I would watch. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say about this? I mean, it's just an initial announcement coming in May on TV. Yeah, I, I feel like it's an initial kinda... announcement. Um, as far as personally, I may watch the first two, three episodes, just see how things go. Because you have to watch Raditz again, of course. Exactly. <laughs> but the the only other thing that I think we did have, is this going to be in widescreen? Because it is in the digital tier, and I believe it is in HD. Right. So it could be very possible that this will be the widescreen presentation, but... I don't know. Go watch some Nicktoons and see what kind of stuff they're airing. Yeah, somebody go do some research for us. All right, let's leave that behind. I'm sure we'll have some more info trickling out. I mean, we're already near mid-March, so we're looking at about two months away from this hitting uh, brick and mortar as well as TV. We'll we'll talk more about it. Let's move over to the stuff that, again, it's sad that this is what makes us really excited. We have two really cheap books coming out in Japan. Shueisha just kind of, again, yeah, we're releasing stuff, and one of them's out in a couple weeks. 
Yeah, I don't know why the hell they do this, and they always do it, but may, I know they're not catering to us international community no, people. not at all. Because uh, I'm sure most people in Japan may know about it because they see a poster somewhere. I was going to say, do, do they know about this way sooner than us, and we're just like at the whim of Shueisha's web manager? Yeah, basically. There's a lot of times where if you go to their one book site, they'll post the animanga a week before it comes out. If not a like, week it'll after. It'll just be a right? blank page saying, yes, it's coming, it's coming, but we won't give you any details. And then, like, the day before it comes out, they post up pictures and... Like, I know. The first week of the month, I'm always refreshing their page. Like, do they have the day for the Animanga yet? Ugh. Yeah. All right, tell me about this first one. This is coming uh, on March 31st. Yes, so this is coming at the end of the month. And it is entitled Dragon Ball Uranai. And you may recognize the term Uranai from the character Uranai Baba. Right. So, which roughly means fortune telling divination of that nature. Mm-hmm. And from that, we have absolutely no idea what this book is about. <laughs> there, there's a title for it, a price, and a date, right? That's it. Yes. Oh. I mean, it's as simple as you can make it. Is there a classification for it? Do we know that it's a guidebook at least? No, it's just listed under home comics. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so it's like, well, that could be anything. So I know there are a lot of sites, uh, especially Japanese sites, that are actually called Dragon Ball Urunai, which you basically go and you insert your name and your birthday and some distinguishing features and characteristics, things you like, and it tells you which Dragon Ball character you are most like. Oh, jeez. Um, I really hope this is not what this book is. <laughs> what it could be is, you know, they commissioned Toriyama to say, we have Dragon Ball Online coming out, we have all this time span, all these years, maybe tell us something about the future of these characters. What happened in the meantime? Where are they going? I'm totally bullshitting because I don't want it to just be a choose your own, not adventure, but like future game with like yeah. charts and checkboxes. So it's, it's totally up in the air. I mean, there's nothing solid except for a name and a date and a price. Um, I know Jake did tell me the other day that there were some small figures that just came out in 2009 that were called Dragon Ball Uranai. Mm, okay. And they're just little kind of plushy figures. So, I don't know, maybe the book's a collection of pictures of everybody's plushies. All right, yet again, confirming it here on the show, Guidebook to Plushies. Woohoo! All right, moving on, we have another one. This one is very specifically an illustration book, right? Yes, I. why they couldn't just title the other book like this, I have no idea. <laughs> but this one is actually listed as a Dragon Ball anime illustration collection. Um, and they, they call the book Dragon Ball the Golden Warrior, which is... Uh, Ogon no Senshi, right. which is actually what Gohan gets called during the Saiyaman arc right. when he becomes the Golden Warrior. But I think in this case, we can probably go with uh, it's more of a Golden Warrior as in Super Saiyan. Yeah, so, yeah. So you were really hoping for a book all about pre Saiyaman superhero? I, I really was. I, you know, they you got must my be hopes devastated. Up. I have. So I just hope it's not completely centered around just the Super Saiyan. I hope we get some other stuff, but it makes me wonder what kind of illustrations we're actually going to get. It's just going to be all new Kai stuff, like promo images for Kai. And Well, now, this book is not labeled with the Kai title, is it? 
Exactly, but that could just be since it's released by Shueisha. Ah, because okay. all the books released by Shueisha, even the Daisenshu, they've, right. it's always just been Dragon Ball. I have no idea what the hell this could be, except that there are illustrations. Wow, so we know a little more, just that it's illustrations. This one's coming on April 16th. Uh, the previous book, I don't think we said the price. That one's coming for 840 yen, so something like 9 bucks. This one is 1,200 yen, so a little more than 12 bucks. So not Darn too expensive. I know. I know. It's, I look up stuff and go, oh, remember when it used to be less than moving <laughs> I just, the decimal you point over? The decimal. <laughs> it used to be that easy, and you could say, well, it's actually a little less, and oh, it just doesn't work. So, but it, uh, one thing I will say, it'll be kind of nice to actually get an illustration book again because, oh yeah, like I mentioned earlier, uh, One Piece has gotten a lot. Yeah, uh, they get yeah. them all the time. And Dragon Ball only ever got the one, which was just original works from Toriyama. Mm-hmm. And it was the first Daisenshu. And since then, you know, they've kind of inserted some in like Dragon Ball Landmark and Dragon Ball Forever. But again, those were just the same images from Daisenshu 1. That's true. And they've all been guidebooks rather than just a plain old illustration right. book. So this is the first one we've really seen besides Daisenshu 1 that's just a straight up illustration collection. Nice. Of what we have no idea. Hopefully <laughs> it's not a reprint of Daisenshu 1. Because right. that would be very disappointing. So let me ask you, what is your purchasing strategy? Are you going to throw them together and wait until mid-April for them to ship, or are you doing individual shipments? I am waiting till April. All right, rock on, man. I'm doing the same thing. We're so bad. I know. <laughs> Unless somebody else wants to buy them for me. Right, right. But that is probably not going to happen. Nope, nope. I'll throw them together in the same shipment. And stocks that it's over on uh, Amazon Japan. So I got some credit to spend on CD Japan, but no. Well, that's one there. thing I will mention. There's uh, Amazon Japan has a listing for the one book, but not the other, unless they've updated it. Oh, okay, since not yesterday. yet. Then. And because I was looking for information about the Dragon Ball Urinai book, and it's not even listed on any retailers online at all. Oh, jeez. I mean, and it's that's how so it was weird. with, oh, God, what what books, what were the most recent things that would have come out? Oh, the Super Exciting Guides? Ah, yeah, the Super Exciting Guides, where it took forever for them to show up on Amazon. Yeah, but Amazon has a listing for the book that comes out in April, but not, not the for the book one. that comes out at the end of this month. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, thank you, Shueisha. Perfect. All right, I think that covers the news uh, for the week. I think so. Some decent stuff. Yeah, we started out with nothing, and within two days, <laughs> I, know, I think all that is. came out. We're actually recording this on Thursday night, and I should be shooting for a regular Sunday release, so who knows? We still have less than half a week to go. There might be something new that pops up. <sighs> we might know what both these books are, and we'll just have to record something new. Yeah, you never know. They could put something up tonight. We'll have the cover we'll like, art, well, full description. Screw up. All right, Heath, well, thank you so much for joining me and shooting the shit about the news. Oh, you're very welcome, sir. Anytime. All right, well, uh, let's see. What, what happens with the show now? We did our intro and all that stuff and now it's the news now we are going over to our topic which has already been introduced in the show so let's go my name is Amber Rozier. I don't mind to use my last name. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, my tag for the internet for the last six years has been Saiyan Queen 08. I use it for everything. So if you ever want to try to find me in any way, just type in Saiyan Queen 08, and it's probably me. I was actually able to track you down pretty easy. The way I got a hold of you was the Team Four Star forum, no less. Yes, I, I actually just recently got on that not too long ago. I had enjoyed the abridged series of Dragon Ball Z for a while there, and then I 
I was like, ooh, I guess I'll get on the forum. You know, it's a lot easier than trying to find a YouTube video that actually works nowadays. <laughs> I, know, I know what you mean. And then I, I started talking to Neko, you know, Kaiser Nico, and then, then Takahata and all them. Nice. So you can tell that pretty much everyone in the community is, I mean, everyone's looking to just have a good time and spread enjoyment of the show. And I guess that's really why I wanted to talk to you this week. I saw your name pop up in a random news article online being <laughs> tied to a Dragon Ball Z Appreciation Club. Now, of course, that piqued my interest, and I had to know what this was. There wasn't a whole lot of info in the article, so I have to ask you, what is the Dragon Ball Z Appreciation Club? It's a 12-step program for myself. Uh, no, um, <laughs> Can I join that? Oh, you can join. I have a Facebook group for it if you want to join it. <laughs> uh, but what it was is I had just recently got out of a very, very bad breakup, and I was kind of in a stupor, I guess you could say. And then I started watching Dragon Ball Z again. Like, I watched it a lot, usually once a week, and now I was watching five six episodes a day and i was like you know what this always just makes me happy watching this show and then my mom was like well uh why don't you join your anime club you have at your at your school and i was like i don't really like that because they don't do dragon ball z a lot at all that's the thing with a lot of clubs and was that uh, a high school club uh this is a college club shawnee state university college in southern ohio is where i started this club i'm a sophomore in college and for social sciences and did you join an anime club in high school though nope we didn't have no no All this right. was i created this this semester this first i uh, i was like you know what i'm going to create a club and there was paperwork out <laughs> everywhere you can think i did the same thing in college so i know what that's like trying to deal with all that paperwork I had to write a seven-page constitution describing how you get voted in. Right. Uh, it was very time-consuming, but I just had a blast doing it and was glad I did. We just recently had our fifth meeting, so it's it's pretty it's going well. We had to have 10 people sign up for me to even get the club. Before the club started, I had 15 signatures. Oh, no kidding. That helped. Uh, as of today, we have 25 members. On average, 15 show up to a meeting. That's more than would show up to a regular anime club meeting at some schools. It's more than would show up to regular meetings at some school. It's surprising. Like, I, I used to be in a, well, the only club, I guess you could say, I attended it. I wouldn't say I was in the club. was a club about... Um, it's called Synest on my campus. It's for um, movie appreciation. And five, seven people would show up at a time. Right. Yeah, that seems to be the standard for those kind of clubs. Yeah, and and all it blew it blew uh, our student activities board away. They were like, "Are you sure you're going to be able to get these people?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, looking from out the woodwork." No doubts about that. Yeah, and of course, every time I walk in there, it's it's my sister, me, uh, our vice president who is a female, and then there's twelve men, and it's always like. We like coming to the clubs because, well, there's three girls here. (laughs) So they don't hide that fact. Oh, no, I don't hide it either. I mean... Hey, you want to come to the club to see me stand up there in my nice little cute outfit and talk about Dragon Ball Z? It's fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the goal of, I guess, the club and the meetings? You, you said you were coming off the relationship and wanted to start this. What were you looking to do? Was it just to get in contact with other Dragon Ball fans? It was to talk about it. I mean, I, I don't know how many times I've heard my father say, I don't really care about Vegeta's <laughs> right, right. character development. <laughs> you know? 
and I'm like, but you don't understand. And it just became a thing, especially when I started watching it again after after the breakup. I started talking about it all the time. My dad's like, why? Just talk to someone who actually likes it. I'm like, I can't find anyone that wants to talk about these kinds of things in the show. And, and then I'm like, well, I guess I can talk about it now. And right. we, we really do. We discuss for hours about things. It's very in-depth, and I, I love it. I love it. So what did you talk about last meeting? What was the core subject of discussion? The first couple meetings, we just watched movies. And then the fourth meeting, we started watching. Uh, we've decided that important fight scenes are what we're going to watch since there's so many episodes. You know, 291. Oh, I know. Yeah. Watch in a semester. Um, so we started with, uh, it's the first time that uh, Vegeta and Nappa show up. And it's when uh, we, we showed Krillin and, and Yamcha and Chien and Chaozu and Piccolo all getting, you know, destroyed. Gotcha, okay. And then, so our last meeting, which was the fifth meeting we've had, was Goku and Vegeta just started fighting. And we actually have a virgin of Dragon Ball Z in our club. Oh, those are the best. Yes, I had a, we were just bombarding him with this information. Goku's a Saiyan, and we were just going on, and he was just asking all these questions. Why does he have a tail? Why is he four feet tall? You know, why, <laughs> why, why can he just turn into a giant monkey yeah it's all stuff we take for granted but you sit someone down and watch it for the first time i'm i'm sure the plethora of questions is amazing yes and it's really just amazing to describe these things like it's really funny because i was on a date once and this guy was talking about how he knew math so much and i'm sitting here like i could teach dbz 101 <laughs> and we spent three hours of me describing a show he had never heard of before and it it just baffled me. He had never heard of it. And I was just, oh, you don't understand. You don't understand how fun it is. There's this and this and this. And, and there's love and hardship. And I'm just going on like a crazy fangirl. So um, our, our last meeting was major was uh, mainly about Vegeta, about how Vegeta's characters first developed as the evil villain and how he kills his uh, his teammate. And, and then, of course, you have you have how he kills his teammate. And you got the guy in the background going, oh, he's just pure evil. And then you got me going, no, Nappa was paralyzed. He did it because he wanted him to not suffer. And they're like, <laughs> you're just a crazy Vegeta fan. I'm like, you don't understand. But it, uh, and we debate, too. I got one guy in there who cannot stand Vegeta. And it, should, it takes, uh, as the president, I got you know, to take in their information, take in their, their comments, not get to, Vegeta is awesome and you don't know what I'm talking about, you know? But, right, right. Yeah, it was mainly about uh, Vegeta's character development and how Goku seems to always show up at the worst time or just, just right after all of his friends have died. Exactly. <laughs> Guess they're just not in the nick of time, just after that nick of time would have helped. Yes. <laughs> you know, if he had been there five seconds earlier... Piccolo would have been alive. Exactly. <laughs> or why waste a sense of being on Krillin, you know? I, I love the little quirkiness that my group actually has. It's a blast. I mean, if... if Anyone, if you can find out where, you know, if you know where Southern Ohio, Portsmouth, Ohio is, it's Shawnee State University, 7 o'clock on Tuesday nights in the library. We have our meeting. Come join us. That's right. I know we're actually recording Tuesday a little bit before then, so I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to know a little bit about, I don't want to say the audience, but I guess the group as a whole. You said you have three females and you're all running the club. So give me a little bit of a breakdown of the rest of the club. What kind of people are there? What kind of age ranges? Is there any preference on language in the show? What do you typically watch it in? Let's see. Um, we'll start with the type of people. My sister, uh, I made her treasurer. She is kind of a... Uh, I watched it my entire life, so she watched it with me. Yeah, I wouldn't say entire life, but you get my drift. Right. She was like, oh, I'll help you with this. I'll help you. And she comes in, and 
she does her little snide comments and likes to make fun of us, but she's all, she's good. Um, our vice president, her name is Carly. She is a girl I had never met before, and I put it on a post at Shawnee, need members. And as soon as I met her, I went, do you want to be our vice president? And she went, yes, I do. And she's a, she's a character in her own. She's very um, boyish, tomboy, piercings, homosexual, and she's just, she's great. She's hilarious, loves Dragon Ball Z. And then there's myself who I'm just, uh, I'm a girly girl and you would never think that I like Dragon Ball Z until you see my bedroom. I was going to say, you're, you're telling me you're going to watch all the biggest fight scenes in the series and if I didn't know better, I think I was just talking to standard guy with this stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's surprising. You know, I'll talk to someone and I'm like, hey, my name is Amber, I'm an avid Dragon Ball Z lover. And they're like, you're wearing a dress, high heels, and a diamond necklace. I'm like, and you have a problem with that? <laughs> oh, and these aren't with diamonds because I'm cheap, but you have a problem with that? And they're like, no, I just wouldn't. They expect me, you know, to, to not shave my armpits and have the shortest haircut possible and smell like B.O. And I'm right, like, right. No. <laughs> but those are the main characters. And then you have, uh, I believe our oldest is, uh, I think it is our friend Darrell. He is, I want to say 22, 23. And the youngest person we have just turned 18. So so you span the whole range of the college age group there. Oh, yes, we do. I mean, if you're, uh, we had, uh, I had a professor ask me the other day if he could join, and, you know, if he could come into the meeting. I'm like, yeah, you can stop by anytime you want. Oh, that's great. And it was, uh, yeah, interesting. And, and it, we don't just have, like, official members have to go to the school. But um, Carly brought a friend the other day. Her name is uh, Rachel. And Rachel's an avid Dragon Ball Z lover, and she just had spring break at the time, and was like, "I want to come, and I want to see this club," and she just it, loved it. Uh, actually, my boyfriend now I met through this club, surprisingly. Um, oh, that's always a great story to have. Oh, it is. It always start. It always starts with yes, we met a Dragon Ball Z club I created. <laughs> um, he actually before we even when we were first hanging out, he was always you know I was always bored with college. I was going to go to another college because I had nothing to do, and he's like, and then this club comes up, and he's like, this is the best club on campus i'm like oh you're just being too sweet but every one of my members are like i love this club it's it gives me i i can't wait for tuesday to come uh it, it makes me happy <laughs> so they are they're very i mean you got the loud people and then you got the non-loud people and then you got the people that are you know i am a frieza fan there's nothing you can say to stop me and you got the people that are i don't know who to like and it's it's very very diverse definitely what do you think it is about the show that brings so many different types of people together for something like this? I don't... I don't really know because I like big fight scenes, but I'm the kind of person that, because I've seen every episode like 15 times, I'm the kind of person that fast forwards to dialogue. Well, I'm a girl. And then you got the people that are just like, I just want to see him transform. I love it how they transform. And it's just, um, I want to say that the, the show brings a lot of things together. You have friendship and you have obstacles that have to be fought and you got, you know, the good versus evil and sometimes good it has trouble winning you know it's just the constant uh, ambition to be better they're always we have to we have to keep going we have to keep fighting we have to keep training because something will 
come along that we might not be able to defeat. And then you have the, uh, you know, the, the wishes. You're like, well, what if, if you were in a world where you had the Dragon Balls, wouldn't you be the kind of person that would just do whatever you could to get to them? And uh, It's just, it's very, I want to say, down to earth, but at the same time, it's definitely not. This show just has so many aspects to it. It can, it has so many little niches that everyone can fit into. And it's just uh, very, very interesting, I guess. And it, with 291 episodes, there's so much information there. You, you gotta like something about it. You just got to. Yeah, I mean, it's so huge. Is there any plan to dip back into the original and order GT and have discussions around those? Um, As of right now, no. I want to focus on Dragon Ball Z. I mean, I, I, I love Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Dragon Ball, you know, is a really good, good show. If we ever, you know, sometimes we talk about Dragon Ball offhand and, and you know, go back to discussion. Well, remember when the first time Krillin died and stuff like that? Uh, GT about my members are half and half. Half of them get up and go, GT, what's that? That shouldn't exist. That never happened. And you got the people that go, it's not that bad. <laughs> I mean, I own GT, uh, but I also love Vegeta, so I own anything he's in. Um, and uh, GT is probably the most controversial. I was going to say, what you just said is about par for the course, where they're either kind of eh about it or they absolutely loathe it. There doesn't seem to be many people that will just stand up and do everything they can to defend its honor. Uh, uh, there's really no way you can. <laughs> but, you know, I enjoy it because, you know, it, it does lengthen the storyline slightly. And it's not too bad, but it's not too good either. Dragon Ball is just, there, there's no controversy around Dragon Ball. There's, it is Goku's childhood. If you want to understand Goku, you watch Dragon Ball. I mean, if you want to understand why Bulma is actually an essential character, even though she's not very big in Dragon Ball Z, I mean, like, Namek was like the crude uh, way of trying to put Bulma back in there but she can't really do anything but in dragon ball she was a essential character without bulma you didn't get anywhere and that's um actually our character who had never watched dragon ball z had never seen dragon ball obviously either he couldn't understand why she was even there or what she you know he, he understood why chi chi was there it was because you know she was goku's wife but he couldn't understand why bulma was there and i was like well in dragon ball bulma was so essential. I mean, if, if Goku had never but Bulma, this would never happen. Planet would have been destroyed. I mean, King Piccolo. And so, uh, it's it's funny. You're like, you look at Bulma and you're like, oh, you can't do anything. And then you look back at Dragon Ball and you're like, we wouldn't be able to to do anything without you. And then he also asked about Yamcha, how they meet Yamcha, and then you got to adult, you know, dive back into Dragon Ball for that, and Krillin. And Dragon Ball is, is essential to understand Dragon Ball Z to full, fullest, whereas GT is a, a side note that doesn't really, you know, you can just claim doesn't exist. You don't actually need it to describe anything. And I think that's why it's so controversial because people are just like no we decided it does not pertain to anything and then you got people who are well it makes some good points and you're like no no you can just say no to it you can't go well i guess i i talk too much by the way <laughs> <laughs> no see that's fine for for a podcast where the whole purpose is that we talk and people listen to us so it's exactly what i'm looking for oh you have no idea how giddy i was about this <laughs> i get your email and i'm like <gasps> Oh my god, mom! My mom's like, wow! <laughs> I was like, I'm excited! <laughs> well, I know you have a meeting in something like half an hour, so my... Actually, we are on spring break! <laughs> oh, that's nice then. Well, yes. I guess it's not nice, because you don't have a meeting. Well, it's true, we don't have a meeting. Uh, I would have had the meeting if I had to do it in my own front <laughs> Just room. Just show up anyway, that's right. Uh, we were speaking about our members. Most of our members are not 
from Southern Ohio or from where I live. I mean, I, I was born and raised here and I got people who live in Columbus and Cleveland and Toledo and all these places. And some people who live in Kentucky, uh, who, you know, go to Shawnee who live on campus and they're like, Oh, we all, we're, we have to go home for spring break. They won't let you stay. And I'm like, well, that kind of sucks. You're four hours away. It's not like you're going to drive four hours to come to a Dragon Ball Z meeting. You like, might. I you never might. know. I might. I'm so obsessed with it. I, I went as a Saiyan Elite to OhioCon, which is an anime convention in January, uh, this past January in Columbus, Ohio, because I'm I'm such a fan. I guess people are probably going to wonder about is with Dragon Ball, it's always, well, where are we going from here? DBZ itself is 20 years old now, and it's fascinating to hear that people are still making clubs about it. And whereas you're a sophomore now you still have a couple more years where do you see the club in the future and in relation to Dragon Ball fandom will it continue without you do you have faith that there's still something there in the show to continue bringing people in I like to believe that you know just 11 weeks of two hours of showing per semester you know won't be enough to go through the whole series because you could you could do all the fight scenes you know all the major fight scenes and then you got you know you could go back to all you know, start from the very beginning and, and go, I mean, you could just go on and on because I know people who who watch this show every day have seen each episode 30 times and still enjoy it. I mean, oh, yeah, absolutely. I like to believe that it, it would be carried on throughout the year. I mean, I would hope so. I really do. I, that's why I have no problem with the, the young people who are freshmen who are, in, you know, in my club. I'm like, yeah, tell your friends. Tell your people in high school who might be coming here. Tell them so that they'll join the club and maybe one of you will be president someday. And I like to believe that it would continue. I mean, I worked hard on it. And I know it's going to be hard. I mean, it's really easy for the beginning because I own all the Orange Box seasons. And so I got all the information right there. I mean, I have all the, I got the DVDs, I got all the the movies, so, you know, it's not like I have to try to find, you know, the episodes that need to be shown. I, I have it there at my disposal. And I think that's the thing I worry about the most, is that uh, as it progresses, and I leave, and people come, you know, and, and it keeps continuing, that they won't have the seasons at their disposal. And they'll have to, you know, it'll be harder to continue it on if you don't have the episode. If you would ever know anyone, if any of you are in Ohio, we live in Ohio, in Sandusky, Ohio at Colossicon in June, I will be there at a panel for uh, Anime's Deadliest Warrior because they were in uh, OhioCon and I went to the panel to listen to them and they what they do is they ask the audience what who can beat who and the audience picks a person another person comes up and does it and I'm I'm jumping in the front row oh please pick me pick me pick me and uh, they pick me and I get up there and they're they obviously think I'm gonna say Sailor Moon or Card Captor or something you know completely girly and I get up there and I go Majin Vegeta and they're like what all the guys do like the anime tip over feet in the air thing and I'm like yeah who can beat Majin Vegeta come on let's go and I completely destroyed this guy about how Vegeta would win and so I was asked by the panel by the guys who did the panel if I would come to four hours to northern Ohio in Sandusky and do the 
three-day panel for Colossicon on anime's Deadliest Warrior. So that was exciting too. And then I, apparently I just know my stuff about Dragon Ball Z. People enjoy it. So if you if you live in Ohio, come see me. <laughs> That's usually how we are as Dragon Ball fans. Uh, we know too much about it and we're more than happy to share it with everyone. I can look at something and tell you how that can be Dragon Ball Z related in a heartbeat. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I don't know. I've, I've watched it since I was 12. I mean, my mom grounded me from the TV and I cried. I was like, please let me tape it. Please. Vegeta's fighting Boo. When Vegeta died, when he you know, killed himself, right. I bawled for days. Of course, I was 15, but still. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I'm a little girl about it. So here's your job from here on out is now that you're on the show, we've spread the word of your club. You spread the word of our show to everyone. Oh, I already have. <laughs> All right, perfect. We have a deal then. Yeah. All right, Amber, thank you so much for talking with thank us. Thank you, and I really did have a great time. Thank the, you. Thank you, the Dragon Ball Z Appreciation Club. Julian, since you are in Japan, I will have you get started here, March 19th. March 19th is a Friday, and on it, we will have the latest Dragon Ball Kai DVD releases. So, first we have Dragon Ball Kai DVD Single Disc Volume 7. It has Kai episodes 19 to 21. It's 16.9 aspect ratio, cropped standard definition, and it's available for 29.40 yen MSRP. But you can get it for 2,800 yen pre-ordered at CD Japan or 21.76 pre-ordered at Amazon Japan. Likewise, we have Dragon Ball Kai DVD Single Disc Volume 8, which includes Kai episodes 22 to 24. Again, 69 aspect ratio, crop standard definition, 2940N, MSRP. Uh, same things apply. So there you go. All right, moving on to March 24th. It's a Wednesday. Over in Spain, we have Dragon Ball Volume 4, remastered Spain edition. Saga de Palacio de Uranai Baba. Thoughts on uh, my pronunciation? You're no Julian, Mike. I've- Thank you. All right. R2, pal. Dragon Ball TV, episodes 69 through 88. All the standard languages, five over on there. The subtitles in Castilian Spanish. 49.95 euros. Z on a DVD.com has all the info as per the norm. What? You're laughing at me. Z on the DVD. I like it. <laughs> also that day over in France, Kanzenban Dragon Ball Volume 7 from Glenat. 10.55 euros. Amazon France has a little bit of a nice pre-order deal. 10 two euros but then as we were discussing in the news there's one last thing mary tell me everything you know about this well there's not a whole lot to say other than it comes out on the last day of the month march 31st uh dragon ball uranai uh we have a price 840 yen that's it that is all we know we told you everything you need to know in the news which is uh nothing hopefully we'll find out more between now and the 31st of the month so, with the releases done, let's do some emails. Julie, why don't you read the uh, first email here from Chris? All right. So, our first email comes to us from Chris, and he says, Hi, my name is Chris, and I have followed your site for some time. I w- was would like to suggest that you do a comparison of the original and dub background music from Dragon Ball Z and Funimation. For me, as someone who grew up on the English version, I am probably biased, but I think the dub music was better, especially for the time it was shown, early 2000s. I would be interested in your opinion. Mary, I'm going to shoot this over to you, because I told you about this email the other day, and I think you had a great answer for it. Well, we can't give you an answer on this, because they will not jive with your opinions, and I'm afraid we can't justify your opinions. <laughs> You're not going to like what we have to say. You're not going to like what we have to say. Um... <sighs> What more can we answer? No, I don't want to harp on this any more than we normally do, because we tend to get pretty negative. Right. So we're just going to leave it at that. 
Let's move on to the next email. Uh, we're, we're doing all music questions this week, so I wanted to include that. Uh, this one here comes to us from One. I'm going to read it and uh, get some thoughts from you, Mary and Julian. One says, hello again, pals of persistent podcast pleasure. This time I have some questions about the music in the series. Number one, I've listened to the music for the series for a while now and like you, have several favorite pieces of background music. Now, when I'm watching one of the movies and one of said BGM pieces come up, I say, hey, that's the piece that will play when insert significant slash favorite scene here, 100 episodes later. After several instances of this happening, I went back and looked through the movies that I own, paying attention to the BGM pieces that seem to have first appeared in the movies and were later used in the series. After doing this, I've come to the conclusion that about 45-50%, maybe even more, of the TV series background music was actually made for the movies and later carried over to the TV series. Does this seem right to you? Let's keep going here. Number two. Do any of the characters other than Goku, Piccolo, or Vegeta have any particular theme tunes? I mentioned those three because I've noticed certain recurring themes, again, mainly in the movies, that play for those three characters whenever they appear, and in Piccolo's case, dating back to the original Dragon Ball. I've also noticed that this is something that isn't as prevalent in the TV series. Though I do attribute certain BGM pieces to certain characters, I don't think the pieces in question were made with the character in mind, and BGM pieces that seem to have been made for certain characters in the movies are not necessarily played for them in the TV series. So I'm just wondering if any other characters got BGM themes in either the movies or TV series that were clearly made for them. Finally, the last one here, number three. I've noticed on albums that a lot of the series' background music is unreleased. Why is that? Are the tracks lost? Were they considered not good enough? It seems odd that some tracks get released while others don't. Uh, I guess I'll go over to you, Julian, first. The standard trend for Shonen seems to be music in the movies later in the series, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, why, if you have that music that's been written for the movie, why just throw it out there? Why not get some more use out of it? Now, you've seen uh, many more of the One Piece movies than I have. Does uh, yes. this happen as well with One Piece? I think I've seen it less often, but there are certain ones that sort of creep into the series. I'm trying to think of a good example. The most recent one that's stuck in my head is the 10th movie, of course, and none of that has right. really made its way into the anime yet, although there are a few things that I probably ought to compare. I don't watch that much of the anime, which is part of my problem. Gotcha. Because I don't have a TV here, and I'm lazy about watching it on the <laughs> internet. But that will change once I moved in with my fiancé. Well, that really is answer number one. Um, yeah, that is happening. 45 to 50%? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe somewhere in the 30% range. There's a lot of music made for the TV series, and not all movie music ends up getting used in the TV series. There is a significant portion, though. I uh, actually went over to our buddy Kenny Sue 3000 site, his BGM documentation. Mary, I don't think you've seen this. No, but I've heard about it. It is. It's insane. Effing crazy. Absolutely insane and lovely. He breaks down every episode, every scene, every piece of music, and what disc it comes from, his own little names for everything. Wow, that puts you to shame. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think we're going to take it at some point. But anyway, uh, you can see what movie music gets used in the series, and there is quite a bit. Uh, you'll see, for example, the first arc of DBZ, a lot of Dragon Ball movies 1 through 3 music ends up getting used there as well. For me, I always seem to be picking out music from movies uh, 1, 3, and 8, DBZ movies.
a little bit of six. But as far as I can tell, almost every single movie's music, at least some pieces from it, later on get to the series. Going by Kennedy's site, I didn't see anything from movie nine, though, in the series. And movie 13 was so late that nothing uh, made its way over there. Talk about themes for a second, though. Mary, he mentioned Goku, Piccolo, and Vegeta. Right, and as far as the movies go, that's all I can think of. Really? You can think of a Goku theme? Um, okay, I guess not. Piccolo, definitely. And Vegeta, yeah. Vegeta, definitely. Those are the only two I can think of. Well, this guy seems to know his stuff, so maybe we're just missing something. (laughs) Maybe I totally missed out on something. Non-movie stuff, Trunks has a lot of music. Yeah, but how much of it is recurring themes? Not a lot. Except for maybe Hikari no Willpower getting a lot of planes in video games in association with him, but that's about it. Yeah, carrying over to the TV series, it is just Piccolo, and that dates back to the first Dragon Ball TV series. Yay, Piccolo. Yeah, Vegeta's little doo-doo-doo. doesn't carry over to the TV series, though it does get different versions throughout a few movies. Uh, the last question, uh, unreleased background music. Trust me, it kills me. It kills Kenny Sue even more, I know. It's just awful. But if you go over and look on his uh, documentation, you'll see that they have recently discovered that the Japanese Laserdiscs have a music-only track on them. And uh, some of our Japanese friends have been encoding and sort of putting up pure music tracks from the movies. So we're somewhat completing our collection. They may not be disc released, but at least you can hear them in some capacity. It was just a shock to see that background music collection come out a couple of years ago, three discs, and it wasn't complete. Well, that's because they do it on purpose. So that years down the line, they can do the super, super complete collection <laughs> with the lost hidden tracks now Think there. Of how many times we've had the hit song collection music re, re, re-released. Finally, I've got, what collection was that? The Chosen Shoe, they were calling it. Just about everything. Well, that's because crazies like you keep funding them. Well, I didn't buy everything the first time around. Julian bought, I think you have all four of the three-disc sets, right? Those were, were they called complete song collections? They were repackagings of the hit oh, song Oh, yeah, yeah, those ones. Yeah, I have those. So Julian bought those. I didn't. And then when the show Zenshu came out, I got that. So I think between the two of us, we have funded them twice. Yes, I think the show Zenshu was... Did that include any of the non-vocal songs? Because mine didn't, and I was disappointed. No, like stuff from Hit 7, uh, what, Legend yeah. of the Seven Dragon Balls, whatever. No, it didn't have any of that stuff. So there uh-huh. are still some that you need to go back and get those original discs. The big one, of course, being... Battle Power Unlimited. Battle, Battle Point, but I know we still all call it Battle Power. I know, it's Battle hard not Power. to. I know. Undoing decades of damage. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, that's the music situation. Julian, people have questions, comments, all that good stuff. Where do they direct it? Yes, you can send any of your questions, comments, hate mail, death threats, etc. to podcast at DiceX.com. Find us on Twitter at DiceX for news and site announcements and individually at VegetoEX, at Jedi at MaryDOT. Find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DiceX. Ooh, let's pull it up right now. We are at... 510 fans over on the Facebook page. We're nine away from a winner. 519 chapters, which is 520. Chapters? Oh, right. Minus chapters. Trunks the story. We're just picking 519. It sounds better than 520. It's like this odd number. It's just cool. It's mysterious. Whoever is 519 is going to get a t-shirt and maybe something else from the boxes of overflowing prizes in the dungeon room of our basement. So good luck on that. Folks, that was an episode of the podcast. This was episode 212. 212. 
12. It's a good number, solid number. We're at the temperature at which water boils in Fahrenheit. That's right. That's why it's a great number. Maybe it's not a solid number. Maybe it's an evaporation number. Get it? Because water does stuff. All right. Mary, thank you. Uh, we will see you next week for sure. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you're very excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Julian, do you have any clue if we will see you next week on the show? Uh, possibly. Okay. Well, let me tell you what's going on next week. We didn't do it this week because, well, first I got the interview lined up and then I posted up on the forum. I, we even said it last episode. What do you guys think about doing Trunks next right after our previous manga review of Awesomeness? People seem like they want it sooner than later. We don't want to wait until the next month to do that. But I wasn't sure about doing a blank review of Awesomeness one after the other. So we're kind of splitting up uh, the month a little bit. Started off with a review, do one in the middle, and then we'll uh, pick up with manga again at the beginning of next month. So look forward to our comparison and mostly review of Trunks the Story versus the second DBZ TV special. All about your man. Ah, oh, yes. I can't believe it's taking us this long. Mirai no Torankusu. Yes. That's right. That's All right, we're done. Remember, thank you. Thanks. Julian, thank you. Later. For these fine folks here, my name is Mike. You can find us on DaiZenChewyX. Julian, give us the address. We're at www.daizex.com. That's daizex.com. We'll see you there right now, and we'll see you there next week. The show right. is over. Right now? Yeah, yeah, because you can like go read the website right go now. Go now! While you're listening. Go now. Go forth. Wrap it up, Julian. DaiZenChewyX, the podcast. Thanks for catching us this week. Catch us again. Same time, same channel, same internet, etc. We're broken. We're breaking off. Stop it. So what? I messed up.